to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 285, Night Terrors. My name is John, and joining me every time we take a trip to Barbie's Malibu Nightmare House of Horrors is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. John, do you ever sometimes think of death? Oh, God. Uh, That's supposed to be a Barbie trailer. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> I was like, this uh, was, uh, <laughs> like you've seen, you've seen the trailer, right? Yes, I have. Okay, okay. <laughs> Oh, how, how 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 fitting with Barbie coming out this weekend? Yes, <laughs> um, very. Before we get into the how, how are you's and stuff, I'm a, we you know we were gonna go see we were gonna do the double double feature, but we uh, yeah. we're going to Comic Con this week, so as of this moment, we cannot do that. At least not on opening weekend. Yeah, we'll we'll try and figure it out. We might go when we come back. But anyway, Taylor, how are you? I'm pretty well. I am pretty well. Yourself. I am also pretty well, despite um, it being extremely hot at all times. Yeah. On what was your Holy high? What Lord. was your high today? That's what I've been asking. We 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 hit a hundred. Oh boy! I we think were we forecast hit. to hit ninety four, and we hit a hundred. I think we hit ninety four. I don't think we got above Yikes. that. But <clears throat> boy, oh boy! We've had yeah, we've had the past few days. Like the weekend was quite toasty, like hundred and five, hundred and six, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been not great, um, not great heat wise. Everything else has been pretty pretty good mm-hmm. that I can that I can think of right now. <laughs> I had my first um, hashtag old moment when my friend asked me what I did this past weekend, and I could only remember Sunday and couldn't remember what we did Saturday for like twenty minutes. Wow. Yeah, that wasn't fun, but I figured it out. <laughs> well, that's good. What but, matters is you figured it out. Yes, very, very true. Um, <laughs> all right. So before we get into night terrors, we're going to talk about uh, and who news, which is a, already a doozy, and I'm looking at it. Uh, we're going to yeah. talk about what's making us happy this fortnight. Taylor, would you like to uh, go first? Sure. Let's see. Um, <clears throat> well, after what two and a half years of waiting, we we finally had the celebration of life. Uh, event for my dad because yeah. he, he passed in 2021 and well COVID is still a thing COVID is still a thing yes but it's um we felt it was finally safe enough to do it um and such so yeah I mean <clears throat> I was really kind of geared up to have a very emotional time mm-hmm. um I haven't exactly you know looked forward to kind of like facing things and accepting things and all that kind of stuff but um so much of the family uh that came to be with us for this event i hadn't seen in so long it actually just kind of distracted me from anything else because i was so busy catching up with everyone which was which was actually quite nice and quite lovely yeah um so no complaints there um and then the very next day we decided to run away from the heat and uh, go out for a coast trip. And Ew, so yeah. I love every single opportunity I get to uh, uh, put my feet, my shins, my knees even into the ocean. I, I'd have gone for but I don't own a wetsuit. <laughs> <clears throat> 
had we waited and gone a little bit further south, because we like to drive out to Half Moon Bay and then head down towards Santa Cruz, um, I, I might have actually gone further in when we stop at San Gregorio Beach and it is socked in with fog and like 55 with a water temperature of like 53. Mm. Uh, me and the kids, we played in the water, but we got cold fast. <laughs> and then it was like, okay, we're good now. And then we drive like 15 minutes further south and the fog's gone and it's sunny. And it's like, oh, it all burnt off. Been. And now we it all have some. Totally yes. Yeah. <clears throat> but you know what? I mean, oceans, my friend, I always love being there. So yeah. made me happy. What about you, John? What's making you happy? Uh, actually, bef- before we move on, I just want to talk about how cool your dad's skateboard is. It's it's very very cool. I think that's a really cool yeah. keepsake that you have. Um, and thank you. Uh, I love that it's I, I, at least fr- from my eye, it's in pretty good condition. You know, given everything, given the fact that it's nearly sixty years old, I completely agree with you. Yeah, um, I'm. Um, yeah, it, it blows me away that both you know my dad and my mom have um and oddly enough both hobie brand items that they have kept since their basically early teens wow um my dad has this basically it's the um uh the super surfer model skateboard that he had added his own uh grip tape yeah to um and stuff and i mean he used to i even remember as an as an adult he'd be able to do a handstand ha that's great which was just the coolest um and and my mom actually still has her original um like nine foot plus hobie surfboard oh wow uh from the i mean that's this thing i mean we're talking like this thing's like 40 45 pounds this is like old school like early 60s board um and it was just one of those things you know we wanted to have a couple of my dad's items out yeah. Uh, so we had that and and his accordion that he has had. Oh, since. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. He learned to play the accordion when he was a kid, did something like five years worth of lessons. That's awesome. Um, and this, this thing is just like red and chrome and like mother of pearl. And I mean, the thing is like like a Cadillac of accordions. I love that. Um, I will. I'll send you a picture. Yeah, later. please do. Because um, I. Yeah. And it was really cool. So we made a point of having those uh, those items out just because they were kind of like some of his oldest uh, and dearest keepsakes. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm taking care of the board now. I want to be able to hang it up on the wall here. I've done just a little bit to kind of help keep the grip tape from because it's obviously. I assume it's like disintegrating. It's, like it is brittle. Yeah, I bet all get out so i'm very carefully kind of like um just securing it as yeah. best i can without uh damaging it further so yeah but yes thank you from covina california yeah not far from here no no this was apparently the birth of the modern skateboard the birthplace yes, Appar- absolutely apparently yeah. i'm not far from the very shop where it was created nice yeah i haven't been in there yet that's awesome i want to i want to go i there. i did a little bit of research, and oddly enough, the research was uh, basically looking up the Hobie skateboards tag on Instagram uh, to find some some original examples that they, they had clay wheels. Oh wow! Yeah, you imagine you know sl- sliding it a little bit, and you just Break wear it. those wheels yeah. down super fast. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Anyway, I yeah, I thought that was a really cool thing that I I was like, I know mm-hmm. we, we need to we need to speak about Thank things. You. 
Yeah, no I appreciate problem. that. Okay, so uh, what what have I been up to? We recorded on the fifth. Yep. Uh, I have my calendar up because we all talked about my calendar and how cool my calendar is. Um, <laughs> I believe I have since seen Asteroid City, which was oh, how was that? Great. You will love it. I, I will put okay. that stamp on there. Um, it's it's very quirky. And it's very Wes Anderson-y. And, and I loved it. I thought yeah. it was a lot of fun. Um, very weird to see Tom Hanks in that sort of environment. But it was still... It was very good. And I want to go back and watch nice. some more of Wes Anderson's films. So it was... Yeah, it was a good time. Um, what else did we... What, what else? Oh, we got rid... I got rid of a bunch of clothes. Yeah. A bunch of clothes um, that we donated. And uh, mm-hmm. we just recently, yesterday, went to the mall to get some more clothes. That's making me happy. Going to wear most all of it to Comic-Con this week, which is also making me happy. Um, okay. We went to LAFC game on Wednesday with uh, two of our friends. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm glad that it was on a Wednesday and not a Saturday because I don't know if I would have had a voice today. Uh, to oh, gosh, I, bet. <laughs> I they scored three goals late and won, and it was uh, it was great. It was a lot of fun. What else? Nice. What else? We watched Ratatouille. Lauren had never seen Ratatouille. That was what? Yeah, she, really? Yeah, she had never seen it. Uh, we watched it. It was. Wow. It's still a very good movie and a lot of fun. I still don't know why he fed that critic Ratatouille though. I, uh, there's no con- there's, if anyone could tell me I've seen some theories on Reddit and I'm like okay I guess that makes sense but <laughs> come on Remy what are you doing um, I don't know I don't know I have no idea and then uh you know trying to think of, trying to think if there's anything else dude yesterday was rough we talk about the heat yep. and while it was fun to be um our house is clean because we had someone come and clean our apartment oh yes uh, yes but we had to be outside from she got here at 8 a.m., so we had to take the dogs out, and she didn't finish till I'd say, 12.30. Oh, my. Yeah, it was, it's just one person. It's not like a crew. Got, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, so gotcha. if it was more than one person, we'd probably be. But it was like, okay, what do we do? And we went to the park, and it was just blazing hot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we went shopping. Oh, I know one other thing. Trust, oh, folks, we'll get to the episode. We'll get to who news in a second here. There is a place, <laughs> I to, promise. and I feel like Taylor will will appreciate this. There's a place in um in uh it's in it's it's in Burbank. Uh, it's okay. called Handy Market, and it is a place that they have a full um deli and um. I, I feel like when I say deli, you're just like, oh, it's just like like shaved meat like bologna and but stuff. It's, this it's is like more full on like steaks and all that stuff and it's a full convenience okay. store anyway before okay. i moved down here i posted i was going to lg meats mm-hmm. um yep. Los yes yeah, so one of my favorite butcher a butcher shop there we go oh my goodness uh one of my favorite places they have great sandwiches and i love their tri-tip and i posted that and one of my friends that lived down here <clears> said when you move down here go to handy market it's literally LG Meats in Burbank. Oh, nice. And we have gone to get like um, pork chops and steak there before, and we've went shopping there before, but we never went for the sandwiches, and we were in the area, and I said, let's go. And I got, they only served their tri-tip sandwich on Saturday. So I said, I want your tri-tip sandwich because 
the menu says all sandwiches come with yada, 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 yada. You know, it comes with mm-hmm. all the stuff. And I'm like, great. And I said, I, all sandwiches include this. And I was like, okay. And I want to add avocado and bacon. Great. So I said to the guy, I want the tri-tip sub, and I want to add avocado and bacon. And he looked at me really weird. <laughs> He's like, you want to add avocado and bacon to the tri-tip sub? I said, yeah. And he was like, okay. And I was like, that was really weird. Um, and <laughs> not only did I figure out real quick why he gave me that look, uh, <laughs> it's because the tri-tip sub is literally tri-tip and bread. And that's oh. it. It's barbecue. <clears throat> it's barbecued as well. But yeah, that's yeah. it. But I added the avocado and bacon and I ate it. And I said, if I tell them next time to include all of the other stuff and give me less tri-tip, that's fine. I, this mm-hmm. is literally will be uh, my new Saturday sandwich because nice. it's, it's just as good as um, as LG meats. So this is just me telling you, I'm never leaving Los Angeles. I have all the food I need here. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, all right. It's become official. Uh, also, you know, when you, <laughs> are you staying? Uh, we're just, I'm just doing doing anything but talking about this episode. We, I like the episode, folks. I just I haven't talked to Taylor. I was going to say, I would, I would expect this next podcast to go, but okay. <laughs> um, when you come down here for um Gally. Gallifrey. Are you staying longer or are you is it the same amount of time? No, it's it's definitely like come down on Thursday, go home on Sunday. Okay. Um cuz I was like, man, we should try and get get some Bob's Big Boy time in there. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I don't know if we can swing it. Anyway, let's get into the who news because I I find myself rambling. Yeah, definitely. Well, if if like John and uh, Lauren, you are heading to San Diego Comic-Con. Don't expect a 60th anniversary panel Yeah, for Dr. Wu. Don't expect much of anything that is of the uh, visual, well, of the TV and movie media to be there. <laughs> yeah, this, this is, this is going to be interesting for a few reasons. There are going to be some Dr. Who related panels, but if you are looking for anything specific to the 60th, no. Yeah, I believe I think I think um I feel like Jody um oh Jody Hauser's gonna be there. Um, I think so, yeah. And I, I know Paul Cornell's gonna be there because there is a Doctor Who comics panel on I think Thursday the twentieth. Yes. So I I'm trying to get into that. I have I, I can't make any promises, but I have been um told that it I might be able to interview some of the Doctor Who comic people. That's awesome. We'll see. I don't know yet. That'd be great. Um, but yeah, that would be great. I mean, it's it's a bummer, but also uh, I get it, and we support our writers, and we support mm-hmm. our actors, and we support all of those people. So I mean, I get it. It's fine. I'm still going, yeah. and I'm gonna have uh, probably a good time. I won't. I, gu- I, I won't guarantee so. a good time, but I'll have probably a good time. <laughs> Definitely. <Yeah>. Well, <clears throat> you know they're. There definitely seems to be, uh, according to this article, and of course you can check that out via the show notes, um, is that um, uh, part of it is Disney, who is the worldwide distributor for Doctor Who uh, outside of the UK and Ireland, was forced to scrap plans uh, for, oh, sorry, no, I'm sorry, for their American shows. Doctor Who's not an American show, but 
I mean, right. if nothing else, RTD has expressed his solidarity, um, and that is good. Sorry, I thought that Disney had started to plan Doctor Who panels, but then scrapped them. I misread that section. Oh. Anywho, speaking of strikes and powers to the people and stuff, um, because uh, SAG is now striking uh, as well, ah, that may affect any pickups or ADR that might be needed for Series 14 because... We have some American talent yeah. uh, who has filmed for Series 14. Um, and so, yeah, we'll, I guess they'll figure out a way to. I don't even know how, like, I don't know how they would. Uh, I mean, you just, do that without crossing a picket line. Oh, yeah. No. And, and I know nobody wants to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's, I mean, you know, it's, you're just going to get creative with editing. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I mean,. <clears throat> Uh, before we started recording, I, I was clicking around this note, and I think Taylor saw my mouse going around mm-hmm. this note, and I was just like, here we go again. It just no- nothing. Again, we support the writers, and we support the actors. Absolutely. Uh, but Absolutely. it's just like, for our, our l- lull show, it always seems like something uh, is amiss. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, they they Heck literally just point. finished. They just wrapped like two weeks ago, right? Or if if that it yeah. may have even only been a week yeah, at this point so um, i mean so yeah it's they've just finished up yeah so i mean <clears throat> we'll see also i mean the other thing that uh people were were kind of rumors were going around is we would probably get a trailer this weekend but i'm assuming that we might not get any trailers I, yeah, I don't know. There was certainly some thoughts that it might uh, be connected to uh, Wimbledon. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Wimbledon wrapped up. Um, and, and there was no trailer. Yeah, so I, I mean, I don't know all of the SAG after rules. Um, so it's, it's um, you know, that could affect that. I don't know. Yeah. Don't we'll know. see. We'll it's just see. a lot of notes. Yep. <clears throat> hang in there and we'll see if even at the end of this month we have ups striking as well oh yes they apparently had signs that said just practicing did you see that <sighs> nice. i, I no, love I that that's i didn't but that I like is it. the funniest thing ever that is funny um in 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 non-strike related news uh season 20 of the classic series will be the next season to get the blu-ray treatment um, yeah and it <clears throat> It looks like it is going to be absolutely jam packed with stuff. Um, oh yeah, I saw this. It felt, wasn't there like an over a hundred page book? Yeah, there or something like it that is. Gosh, it's a it's an amazing amount of stuff. Uh, Five Doctors, the fortieth anniversary edition, a brand new version of the ninety minute anniversary special with updated special effects. Ooh, of your you know Raston Warrior, yes, <laughs> robot. Oh boy. Um, I know, excuse me. Um, Let's see, updated 2023 special effects exclusive to Blu-ray on Snake Dance and Enlightenment. Let's be honest, I'm not sure I want Snake Dance to have updated special effects because I kind of love just how, like fever dreamish I was, it all is i was gonna say much like a fever dream i barely remember snake dance yeah <laughs> um so there are interviews there's their behind the sofa 
uh, series where people from the show watch the episodes and talk about them. Um, there's an entire adventure where uh, Peter and Sarah and um, Janet drive to Amsterdam to revisit locations. Uh, oh from, my God, that's great. Yeah. And it's, it looks bonkers. Um, yeah, there's a ton of stuff making of the King's demons, uh, making the season 20 trailer. Um, there's a ton of, um, convention footage, uh, studio footage for Ark of infinity snake dance and the five doctors, um, uh, convention footage, not only, including Australian interviews with Peter Davison and Janet Fielding. Ooh. Um, and <clears throat> one called Once Upon a Time Lord, a rare U.S. documentary from the 80s. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It's a nine-disc box set. Wow. Um, to say the least, uh, that's, you know, that's going on the birthday list. Oh, awesome yeah. Christmas list, depending on, on when the uh, the release date is. Definitely. Uh, which I'm looking for. And yeah. Yeah, I have one? Don't see it, but I'll figure out when it's coming out. And I know you can pre order it now. Oh, let's uh, click that pre order. HMV and Amazon and all and that. And of course, it's in the UK, so I can't. Of course, tell. it is. It's el- it's, it is eligible to be delivered to the United States, though. So. And, and I have done that before. Oof. I have done that before. Um, Give me a release date, people. Come on. Yeah, I know. Nothing. I don't see one yet. No, I don't so either. Maybe there's weird. not one. They're just like, here you go, pre-order it. All right. Figure it Fine. out. Fine. Fine. You know what else makes me uh, think of Doctor Who in the 80s? It's it's Target novelizations. Oh, dude. I saw the I saw this announcement. This is, uh, man, they're just coming out real quick, huh? Oh yeah, they're they're wasting no time. The the 60th anniversary specials that are um, a mere what four months away now, yeah, basically four about, months at a week. Yeah, about. Um, they are going to be turned into target target novelizations. Toot sweet. Uh, the Star Beast is going to be written by Gary Russell. Wild Blue Yonder is going to be done by Mark Morris, and the Giggle will be done by none other James Goss. Yes, and no cover uh, art. Yeah, no cover art yet. So they are keeping any spoilers yes. under wraps. These are going to drop in January of 2024, which means you can probably pick them up at Gallifrey One if you're headed there for sure. Oh yeah, you probably could. Yep. Uh, yeah, <laughs> basically all we got on that. Yeah. Now, lastly, this one, this actually. <laughs> this is hilarious this piece of news actually came my way uh through um someone i follow who is into high strangeness and weird and the paranormal um but it turns out that Catherine tate donna noble herself is going to star in a west end production that involves the enfield poltergeist now if you've never heard of the enfield poltergeist Look that up real quick. It is one of the most creepy, uh, scary, and compelling poltergeist cases to happen in the UK. Oh, um, it's all coming back it, to me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it probably would give you night terrors. Yes. Um, and um, yeah, I just thought it was really kind of cool that we now have kind of a a uh, all night with the living geeks slash podcastic crossover 
with this one uh with this one news story yeah i feel like um last podcast did this i would yes i'm pretty confident they did um i have heard um the enfield poltergeist covered on a number uh of different podcasts and and i'm more than 90 percent sure that uh last podcast did it um i know that i think we uh talked about it uh, just a little bit um on like one of our (laughs) early ghost episodes on all night with living geeks it was a two it was a two-parter for them which you know seems like that's just a drop in the bucket compared to the like five or six parts they've just done on the Manhattan project. Yeah. I, I'm so out of the loop on them. I, I love listening <laughs> to them, but I just, um, I'm, I don't have a, well, I guess I technically have a commute now anyway, you know, I'm really far behind. I haven't listened to any other stuff in a while in a while. And I think they just did something with Patton. Uh, yes, they did. I listened to that just a couple days ago. Ooh, I love it. That's great. That's probably super indeed. fun. <clears throat> Anyway, also, I mean, also speaking of um, uh, Taylor, I can't believe I forgot to tell you this. Did I tell you that Lauren and I were invited um, to go on a couple's um, ghost hunting? What? Trip. We have a a friend who uh, I, I just cannot believe I'm just now hearing about this. Is apparently obsessed with ghost hunting to the point where... He will take trips to just go ghost hunting. Dang. And I did not know this. Uh, he actually co-wrote, um, oh, oh, bother. What is the name of the uh, <laughs> the podcast that Lauren produced and edited and did all that stuff on? Oh. Oh, I can't oh my remember gosh. it. Um, the, 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 the something hunters, myth oh, hunters. Mythic, mythic hunters. Mythic hunters. Thank yes. you. Mythic hunters. Yes, sorry. Yes, he co-wrote that. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, so I had no idea. We were invited, and I, I kind of balked at it. I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to be that scared immediately in the vicinity. Are you kidding me? I would ship you my SB7 spare box. <laughs> well, I think he has. I really yeah. haven't talked to him about it. We'll see. I have, I'm like not uh, completely opposed to the idea, but um, I, I, when I was asked, I was like, oh, uh, where are we going? That was my first question. Like, where would we be I going? Mean, that, that, that's a fair question. Yeah. So, but um, look at it, John. You, you have no problem staying up just stupidly late. I know, but I'm not scared I, when I'm. <laughs> well, it's not gonna like like scare you into narcolepsy. It's not gonna like ah snore. I don't know. We don't know that. <laughs> it could happen. I I imagine I imagine that this this friend has probably heard of the Newkirks and if not really needs to probably watch Hellier. I oh uh actually don't worry about it. Way ahead of you on that. <laughs> way ahead of you on that. And I believe cuz I think I told him about it. Lauren told him about it when she was watching it and he has since watched it. Um excellent. I don't want to say um yes. Excellent. I don't want to say as many times as you have, but he apparently he's getting up there. Nice. He loves it. So Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. In fact, that team is going off to film some stuff <sighs> oh soon. God, come on, guys. Yeah. I'm yeah. like itching. <laughs> I know I'm not I'm like itching from afar, but I'm like no, I need I it. Because <laughs> I, I think as soon as they announce it, I'll rewatch the first two again. Yep. Their um their new documentary. I actually know when and where it's going to premiere. I'm not allowed to share that information. That's fine. Uh, publicly just yet. 
Um, so yeah. Anyway, hey, somebody somewhere is probably going, aren't they going to talk about night terrors? Probably not. That's the end of the episode, folks. Good All night. right. No. We'll talk to you in two weeks. All right. Okay. So let's let's get into it. Let's talk about night terrors. Uh, starring Matt Smith as the Doctor, Karen Gillan as Amy, Arthur Darville as Rory, and Jamie Oram as George. It was written by Mark Gaddis and directed by Richard Clark. It first aired September 3rd, 2011, and is the ninth story of season six. Uh, and we have we have a smidgen of story notes brought to us by the fine folks over at the TARDIS Data Corps. Yep, and you know we love a working title. This episode had the working titles of House Call. All right. And what are little boys made of? Awful, awful title. Night Night Terrors. Night Terrors is the winner. Yeah. Far and away. Love it. Uh, This this actually was originally going to be the fourth episode of this season, but was moved to the second half as Moffat felt that the first half was too dark. You know what? I would would just really... What information I would really like to know from Moffat is what was the original running order of season six? Because I feel like this is the third or second time that you have mentioned Mm -hmm. this was supposed to be here, but they moved it here. Um, So this was supposed to go at if we're looking at the actual running order, this was supposed Mm -hmm. to go after you said it was supposed to be originally fourth. Yes. So this was supposed to go after Curse of the Black Spot. Yeah. Followed by, I assume, Doctor's Wife, Rebel Flesh, and the Almost People. I guess that would push... Honestly, that would have been... Well, no, because we get the reveal of Melody at the end of Good Man Goes to War. But uh, honestly, Almost People as a mid-season finale is crazy. Yeah, there, there would have had to be some other juggle there. Yeah, definitely. Um, but this did necessitate minor changes to the episode. In fact, a scene with Madame Kavarian was removed. Uh, oh. And the ending with the data file from Let's Kill Hitler was added. Uh, this means Karen Gillan, when she filmed the episode, was in fact performing as the ganger version of Amy. Ah. The doctor's line at the end of the episode, well, it's good to be all back together again in the flesh, referring to Amy's recent return. Uh, uh, sorry, recent turn into a peg doll was written with the intention of also applying to Amy being a ganger. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, when Alex is looking at pictures, an announcer from the television can be heard. She says that he's watching BBC One on Saturday night, the same channel and day that Doctor Who is on. <laughs> um, this is the first episode written by Mark Gatiss to not be set primarily in the past. Oh, although for what it's worth, it is now definitely in the past. Yes. <laughs> and is the first full length episode since fear her. Oh boy. In Ugh. which there are no casualties at all. Each victim is seen returned to life by the end of the episode. Yes. Ugh. We're at now. Now that's what happened to them. Yes. It just passed. <clears throat> when? Exactly. Just now. Uh, all right. Taylor, you got a world famous synopsis for us. So uh, take it away. I do, and I will let my dishwasher play me in. Ooh. Look at that. I have a theme. Oh, that's great. My world-famous synopsis has a theme this week. Uh, The doctor answers a plea for help from across the cosmos, and Rory or Amy along for the ride. In a block of flats in generic location England, he finds George, a seemingly normal child who's afraid of 
well, everything. But George also has a way of dealing with his fears, locking them away and ignoring them like every healthy person does. No, wait, uh, that's not the healthy approach. Anyway, after lots of creepy dolls and tense moments, we discover that George is actually an alien who's still afraid of basically everything. And only George can save the day from these night terrors. Oh, boy, I uh, forgot more than I remembered about this episode. Um <laughs> Taylor, what did you think? Over, yeah. Overall thoughts revisiting Night Terrors. I, 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 you know what? Despite a few kind of tropey elements, um, you know, I, I, I look at uh, George's dad, Alex, um, as, you know, kind of like the bloke's bloke. Y- yes. You know, just this like, you know, can't, can't we just, you know, stiff up or lip it? You know, not necessarily in the stuffy British way, but in the the I don't know how to deal with this way. Yeah. Right. Rather than like, hey, let's find this kid a therapist. You know, let's. Uh, <laughs> let's yes. Let's, let's let's read a couple of books on child rearing, maybe. Um, and maybe I'm biased because I'm married to someone who is a child development major uh-huh. uh, in college. So I, I have a lot of this information at hand and I've obviously dealt with children who have uh, uh, very strong emotions and stuff. So I don't know. But despite some of these tropey elements, um, I actually have to wonder if this might be the most scary episode of Doctor Who. Hmm. I, that might be a, a debate for a later month because it definitely may be, but I feel like I could make a case for this one. See the the thing I'm looking at. So you you said that, and I'm looking at a bunch of different lists, and I'm like, okay, which which one is the scariest? Like when I first saw it, which one was the scariest? Um, well, and that's that's the thing is is it really is. It only has the chance to do that once. Yeah. Right. Once you've seen it once, and once you know what the ending is, and you go back, and you're like, oh, well, I know what's going to happen. It loses that immediately. We talked about that with. Um, uh, you know, like the, the impact of discovering River Song's identity. Yes. Right. That that on, that only hits like really hits once. Yeah. You know, every time after that, you know what's coming. Yeah. Um, but I I feel like there's enough stuff in this episode, not just with, you know, what happens. But I, I, I think between uh directorial choices sound choices yeah uh, special effect choices like when they turn into the peg dolls yeah Ugh, yeah um yeah um it this is a very scary episode yeah i'd i'd say it's up there i'd probably put hide up there as well yeah i'd have to re-watch hide to compare the two but that's no that is also a fair probably blink the first watch you know it, it well yes it would definitely have to be yeah you'd have to treat all of these as first watch yeah it's a discussion to be had yeah that is that is for sure sorry but i yes. i feel i feel like no that's a good point that is this the most scary episode of doctor who and um i mean i i would i would put it up there and i think it's kind of hard to like do all of who because like, but also, like, was anything in in uh, in classic who actually that frightening? <laughs> well, yeah, there was, you know, that, but then, like, you know, 
Yeah, no, I totally agree. I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this down. Whatever episode we have closest to Halloween of this year, yes, we should do a debate on the scariest episode of Doctor Who. All right, I'm fine with doing that. I think that's All a right. good, that's a good call. All right, there you go, you folks. Heard it, people. There you go. Once again, talking about things that are not this episode. Uh, <laughs> okay inspired by this episode well i mean we've talked about ghost hunting we've talked about a lot of different stuff it's been it's been nuts it's been absolutely yep. crazy um i i don't know um what it is about this this um this child actor mm-hmm. um it it's weird because i like the whole episode i'm like he's not very good and i'm not having a great time with him and then, like, we get the reveal of, um, like, hey, and that's it's like, hey, dad, maybe be a dad and stop telling your kid that you don't want him. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was like, he's the he's the greatest child actor of all time. Just turns the end. It's just like <laughs> he did a great job. Um, this yeah, this episode has has pretty much everything you'd want from from a Doctor Who episode. Slightly more terrifying i think from oh uh, yeah yeah we've got plenty of jump scares oh yeah and it's it's also it's a pretty good mystery because it's it's like well why is he so scared of literally everything yeah um what's in that cupboard and it is not um can i even make that reference it's not a uh (laughs) it's not a (laughs) Oh my god! It's goodness. not a portal to Narnia. No, I was not not that reference. I was going to go even further. It's not a it's not a Lynn Reed Banks novel. Oh wow! <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Fair. fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so it's just like, what's in the cupboard? Why? Why is seemingly um, the elevator? There's just so much stuff that I do love. That there's mm-hmm. different sorts of elements of s- scary fear things like. Something mm-hmm. lurking in the garbage, um, a yes. terrifying dog that was actually, I guess, not that terrifying. Um, no, the landlord is more terrifying. Than yes. The dog. Oh, yes, a terrifying landlord who wants his rent. That's also like another scary thing for people. Uh, the elevator, mm-hmm. which is my literal nightmare. I was just like, is it? Oh boy, yeah, I, I not a fan. I like elevators, but I don't like if that is the thing that could happen. Gotcha. That was like, oh, and then, you know, the laughter of a child. (laughs) Right. Which is also uh, disturbing and creepy. Um, So, yeah, it has all the frightful. uh, Oh, the twins. People are scared of twins. I'm not. But, (laughs) you know, it it is a trope within, as Mm -hmm. you mentioned, it is a trope Mm -hmm. within, um, what, The Shining? Yes, um, it's the trope within horror. Yes. Twins. What's going on with that? Yeah. I, you know, I almost, I almost wonder, like, the reveal that George is basically an alien. Yes. I don't even know. Now, this, this may be just a reflection of just, like, how, like, how much I've studied, like, the phenomena. Yeah. Um, But I almost, like, you could have made this episode that, you know, George just has, like, this, like, psychic power that all these monsters are real because of his fear. Like these making it yeah, real, which I get is, I mean, maybe a little fear her ish, 
Yes. Um, but I almost don't even think that you needed the alien aspect. I do like it though. It explains because it kind of also, it, it, it also explains maybe the the acting choices or the directing that was given to this child. Just blink a lot. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it could. <laughs> like, no, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. But but in terms of storytelling, I do I like I like that reveal. Um, and and I love how they did it. Like things are just getting so worked up and so panicked, and then it it kind of like snaps the 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 perception filter. And Alex goes, my wife can't have kids, you know? And then you go, and the audience just has that breath to go, oh. Yeah, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, really. And then it's like, oh, it starts piecing together. And it's like, you know, you guys were putting that energy out into the universe so much that this, this Tenza, which I swear is a brand of Nissan. um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. you know, basically felt that and came to to fill that role. Yeah. You know, and that I think is really actually kind of sweet and beautiful in and amidst all this like terror. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think of, I do love that you pointed out that it's just like, if, if maybe if they had just talked to the child, <laughs> yes, all of this would have been better. My my uh because when we're going around that room, it's not that terrifying. It's more terrifying because he's casting literal shadows as he's using mm-hmm. this this um flashlight. Yeah. All over the place. And I was just like and then we have that woman walking outside making creepy noises. I'm like honestly this kid just needs like a white noise machine or it, yes oh my gosh if 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 yes if if the directorial and sound choices have taught me anything it's this this kid is like hyper sound sensitive yeah, yes and he either needs yes a white noise machine or like you know not noise canceling headphones necessarily but maybe noise deadening yeah headphones yeah um yes absolutely hardcore agree with that um yeah white noise machines like just give me some ocean sounds for eight hours every night, and I'm good. There you go. Or fans on. Because yes, it's fans on. on. <laughs> Hashtag fans on. Hashtag fans on. There you go. Uh, there's also, it. like, there's a lot of great, uh, like, little funny moments uh, mm-hmm. throughout this. Um, I did, I really love the, after we, Roy and Amy, fall in the elevator, mm-hmm. they wake up in um what we don't know at the time is the dollhouse right which is great reveal mm-hmm. um and rory is just <laughs> rory is just i think he's the he's the man without fear mainly because he's died a million times and i love that he's yeah. just like well we're dead right we're with the lift fell and we're dead again i just <laughs> that's mm-hmm. just very funny mm-hmm. where he's just like well you know we're dead that's that's probably what happened that's got to be Again. it. Um, yep. I also really love Matt Smith's speech when he's explaining to um, Alex about um, he's talking about my eyes are I have old eyes and I've seen a lot. And then just the realization that he's not from social services. Yes. I thought that was that was great. Um, I, 
I did love that even the dog, for the most part, didn't really seem to care about the landlord when he's getting yes. sucked through the floor and the dog's just like, oh, well, I guess that just happened. Just falls yep. over. Oh, yeah. It, 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 I'm, that, it's kind of funny because the the landlord and the dog remind me a little bit of the, um, oh, gosh, um, we've got the, the guy and the dog in the 11th hour. Uh, oh, yes. With, uh, and it's, it's, it's kind a, of, yes, it's, but it's, um, it's not a dog and, uh, it's the right. prisoner zero, right? <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, but it, it, there's just that kind of like maliciousness. I mean, it obviously comes more from the landlord. Yes. Than the dog. Yes. Um, uh, and, and yeah, so I, I just kind of like felt like that was, um, not, not a callback necessarily, but it made me remember, uh, that that previous episode and that kind of pairing, yeah. So it was kind of kind of nice nice to see the uh, carpet swallow him up and the dog not care about him. Yes. <laughs> yep. uh, and then You're on your own, mate. I will say I I don't know if this had been referenced before, but apparently the the doctor seemingly thinks that he can invent a setting for wood on the Sonic, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I was like, oh, is this kind of like you're driving with the handbrake on. Yeah. Like right. he just thinks that's how it works. Maybe he just doesn't realize that there is a setting on there or something. I don't know. I thought that was a funny, he's just like, I've got to invent a setting for wood. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, yes. And then we, we also get our comically large scissors. Yeah. Oh my God. That was funny. I also, the <laughs> Amy and Rory locked in the room and then Amy coming up with the plan that they are just going to take these, whatever they are by surprise. Yeah. And it kind of works, but it's the line of scrimmage as it were. Yes. Basically. Yes. The, it seemed like the dolls were offside. They jumped off sides there. Um, that's right. But it didn't matter. Um, yeah, dude, the, I've, uh, the turning into a doll effect is very disturbing and I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see it ever again, yep. but yeah. they did such a good job on it of making it a very <clears throat> uncomfortable and gross thing. Yeah, Ugh. and and that really that really is kind of like my way of getting through the episode. Like I don't I don't love this episode because I'm not really into horror, right? Myself, you know, yeah, it's same. not that's not my, that's not my jam. Um, but trying to look at it critically and look at it in terms of like um, analyzing it and you know looking at the tropes, looking at like okay, how did how did they do this? How did they do that? What sort of like you know, effect does watching this transformation, you know, um, and have on an audience and it's, and it's like, okay, yeah, that's really creepy. That gets a reaction. Um, yeah. And if, and if this isn't the scariest episode of Dr. Whoever, it, it definitely, you know, might be the most behind the couch. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get to, uh, yeah, we'll get to that in, in we'll, a minute. We'll have a lot to say in that one. Yeah. But, um, I mean, and we're, we're, con- you know, we're continuing the story of, we have the um, the creepy children singing the song, and you know throughout, mm-hmm. and they're or the nursery rhyme, and they're they're you know giggling and telling them they just want to play with them. But the nursery rhyme has like the extra line at the end. Um, basically, we're zooming in at the end. Oh, TikTok goes the clock even for the doctor mm-hmm. yes. as the time and place appears on screen, and we're just gonna keep on rolling on. They did really, uh, yeah. really good 
character design on the peg dolls. They totally are. They no are disagreement there. Absolutely horrifying. Yeah, and I and I, I feel like at least at one Gallifrey there were a group. Yes, who did them, and and it you could see people like have a reaction when they walk through. Yeah, they they, they are just creepy. Yeah, um, I hate them. And that that's <laughs> I'm sure the people inside the costumes are lovely people, um, but but that that's a testament to like that design. Yeah, you know that that even when you see somebody cosplaying and you know you're at a convention and you know that that's cosplay, that it is so good that it's you still have that kind of visceral reaction to it. Yeah, they're gross, and I hate them. <laughs> it's, John has feelings. It's wild. Like it's such a wildly I, creepy thing. <clears throat> I think you might be right. This might be the this might be the creepiest episode of them all. I'm I'm gonna make my case for it a little bit further here because John, have you ever seen the 1982 uh, three film Poltergeist? No, I haven't. <gasps> oh, John. Yeah, I know. I I saw it when I was way too young. Yeah, way too young um but when in george's room the cupboard throws open and it's like nothing but like strobe light from inside and not like the cool like you know discotheque strobe light because that'd be way less scary and then the doctor and alex get sucked into it Uh, that is like i would love to talk to the director of this episode and be like did you intentionally like just mimic that movie in this scene oh. because it seems like an absolute homage. It could be uh, to that film. I watched that and I was just like, "Oh, oh! How did I not notice that the first time I watched this episode?" That's yeah, absolutely poltergeist going on right there. Yeah. Hmm. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, I saw that movie way too young. <sighs> Problems with stealing HBO as a kid. <laughs> not well, that I was doing it. I mean, my dad was right. Anyway. Anywho, anywho, uh, do we have any limitations for that? Is over, right? <laughs> um, yes, I feel like it is <laughs> probably uh, 40 um... odd years later. <laughs> All right, do we have anything else? Any last words before I, we are, uh... I have one? Okay, I have one yes, the yes. giant eyeball. Oh, yes, I had an English teacher in high school who had an absolute fear of eyeballs he would have lost his sheezy <laughs> over that one scene yeah i will also say that is an that's another like i think really great um reveal is that we're in the dollhouse like like oh the and it's it's kind of like you don't really put it together with mm-hmm. the, why do they have a wooden thing that's painted like this right the and then, frying pan or whatever yeah, the it was. frying pan and then it's kind of like around the time that they they see the clock and the the hands are painted on. It's like, oh yes. dang, they're in yep. an act. They've been shrunken down and put into this creepy dollhousey thing. Yeah, honey, I shrunk the companions. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Oof. All right, I'm gonna uh, start hitting some buttons now. All right. I've got all the machinery I need. Stand back. It's time for the Duggan I'm too frightened to even think of anything that would be on the Duggan scale. I, you know what? Quite honestly, I don't think there's much. Yeah, 
I mean, really and truly, you know, thinking in terms of Duggan and just to play off of what we were talking about last episode, I actually did sketch out an idea for a St. Oh, Duggan shirt. shoot. Yes. I forgot about that. That's okay. We might That's have to okay. throw, we might have to throw some money at a uh, at an independent artist to do that. Yeah, I I'm yeah. I mean, I can if you know somebody. Let's go that way. I I, I know a couple people. I could at least reach out to and be like, hey, yeah, we'll what see. You think about this. We'll okay. See. Anyway, anyway, um, 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 yeah. I really in terms of Duggan esque stuff. Um, because there is so much horror and jump scares and giant eyeballs and stuff. I really, the only thing that strikes me as being Duggan-esque in any way is fending off doll people with a giant pair of scissors. <laughs> yes, that's, um, and I think like the fake mop was also like when they open the door and Rory hits one of them with the the mop. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, sure. Yeah, that's pretty sure. much it. Everything else is just like, okay. And, so, and may, yeah. maybe the plan to blitz the line of scrimmage, but it's, it obviously doesn't pan out. So Actually, you, you know what? I will say that was, yeah, that itself was very, I feel, Duggan-esque, where it's like, they're not going to expect this coming right at them. Yeah, and then it, it actually doesn't work. Through. That's actually yeah. the most Duggan thing, it's, I okay, think. That's fair. Um, and then the giant scissors thing. You know, just based off that, I, I'll go four. Okay, I'll go four. I think I think that's fair. I think four is a good number. I was kind of pretty close to that. So yeah, trying to use brute craziness and it doesn't work. Yep. That seems very yep. very Duggan esque. Yes, sure, sure bonkersness. Yes, absolutely. Um, all right, this one. I mean, this might be a mile long, but let's check it out. <laughs> Gathering close, it's time for the behind. <laughs> I always love hitting those buttons. It's a good time. <laughs> the terror version of the Doctor Who theme by Dominic Glynn is is my favorite. Ah, yes. Non-canonical version of the theme. It is so damn good. Um, and so spooky. Because um, really, it's the terror version we're talking about night terrors. Uh, I'm sorry, 13 out of 10. Yeah. Definitely definitely spooky intentionally spooky it is literally this entire episode is literally about hiding albeit not behind a couch from scary things yes this is very true very i mean true. i mean this is as behind the couch as it gets yeah very very true um just everything a lady getting basically sucked into a bunch of garbage bags <laughs> yeah um, yeah People getting sucked into a poltergeisty cupboard. Yeah. Uh, people turning into peg dolls. People falling um, to their death, seemingly. People falling in a uh, uh, elevator. Yeah. Uh, and and not only that, but 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 the 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 like parental terror of of something bad happening to your child. Yeah. Um, which is something that, you know, when this episode came out, I wasn't a dad yet. Uh, very nearly, but not quite. Yeah, not there yet. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I, I guarantee you, you know, if if those of you who are parents or choose to someday become parents, things change when you become a parent. Things hit differently. Um, and so, yeah, like if you have got 
a sensitive kid in any way, shape, or form, don't let them see this episode. Yeah, absolutely. If they have any of these fears that we have talked about in this episode, don't let them see this episode. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. There you, there, there you go. There, there you go. Uh, heed it the is, warning, as folks. Behind the couch as it gets. Yes, absolutely. All right. So we are going to continue on this journey uh, through series six or the sixth series, if you will. Uh, And we are going to tackle, I think, an episode that Taylor and I have offlined about uh, a lot. Um, uh, And we're going to see how we feel about it with, with fresh eyes. Uh, we're going to be watching The Girl Who Waited, uh, starring Matt Smith as the Doctor, Karen Gillan as Amy, and Arthur Darville as Rory. That was directed by Nick Haran and uh, written by Tom McRae. Um, okay. I uh, didn't like this episode the first time I watched it, and um, we will see if uh, that holds up. Yep. And maybe we'll go over why. But anyway, and if nothing else, as is our, you know, unofficial motto, we'll always try to find the things we like. Yeah. In it. Yes. Or talk about what could have been done to make it something we would like. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Until then, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at busbuddha71 subscribe to us on itunes and stitcher and spotify just search podcastica rate and review us as well uh, you can also head on over to soundcloud soundcloud.com slash the n-o-t-l-g uh shop.spreadshirt.com slash n-o-t-l-g i will need to purchase a new podcastica shirt for gallifrey so i would head on over to shop.spreadshirt.com slash n-o-t-l-g and who knows maybe in a couple of months there will be a new shirt, a new item yes. in the store um, that I will absolutely purchase many of. I'll have Same. 20 of them <clears throat> at least. You guys wow. are going to like it. What? Not 20. That's not, that's a lie. That's too many. 20, that's too many. Taylor, it's too many. All right. Well, check, check out shop.spreadshirt.com slash NOTLG for uh, Podcastica merchandise. Um uh, all night with the living geeks merchandise. Uh, what else uh, we got? We got some other merchandise up there. I'll check it out. And then if you just want to donate to us monetarily to help this train keep a moving, patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. So join us again in two weeks. When we talk about the girl who waited and we'll see you guys then. See ya. My name is John and joining me every time I try to trick him with, nope, we're redoing it, redoing it. Ah, <laughs> oh, man.